Brandon. Hey, Alan. And welcome to Dice Over Everything, the miniatures gaming podcast. Yeah, so you know how we don't travel quite as much like without our cars as we used to when we were young? Yeah, when because driving about, sucks. When you're young, you have to get on the bus and go everywhere like that. But then when you're older, you just kind of like throw whatever you want in your car and be like, yeah, it's fine. I'll just call this crap somewhere if I really have to. But then afterwards, we went backwards and we said we didn't even want to drive around because that's annoying. Yeah, it's true. Or we just started like drinking more. Maybe that was it. Well, I think those were related, basically. <laughs> yeah, they could have been related. Yeah, we started going to a store with a bar just across the street, and uh, that changed a lot. I'm like, oh man, if we if we drive, how are we going to do this? Yeah, it did. Because with Wargaming, you're like, oh, if I bring my car, I can bring all this terrain. But then we can't go to the bar. And that ruins the other part of Wargaming. It's going out after yeah. Wargaming. Yep. So uh what did that result in it's very different in the way that you pack your stuff right to bring around because when you had your car you could just bring everything in like a loose cardboard box but now you have to be much more careful with packing your stuff to be able to bring it on because you have to carry it easily well i I was never that like laissez-faire with how i carried my stuff but i mean it just i didn't have to be that efficient or we played one could have been that laissez-faire that's the yeah, point. I could have been. And like I could carry terrain. It didn't matter if it took up yeah. lots of space. It was all good. But now that we sort of play at like an inner, we play at a downtown store, driving there just makes absolutely zero sense because it's on the subway. Yeah. And we've we've had to revise how we actually get stuff down there. Yep, that's true. And so our general topic today is how are, do you pack away your minis? Yeah, so I don't think everybody has settled on one version at all for this. Uh-huh. I'm not going to say there's a definite way for it. And uh, I guess we should like mention that we're skirmish game players. So we've we've sort of opted out of some ah. of the problems with moving miniatures. So the first tip for packing your minis so you can bring them to the store or bring them to your friends mm-hmm. is to select the right game to play. Absolutely. Like, if you're going to, like, if you're not going to use your car to go somewhere, maybe you shouldn't be uh, playing mass mass battle games. Yep, that's right. Playing Apocalypse uh, seems like a, a, a huge challenge if you don't have a car. Mm-hmm. You should literally, like, if people come to your place to play Apocalypse, you should be just offering them an army, too. Like, they shouldn't have to carry <laughs> yes. They shouldn't have to pack up that army and bring it to your place. That is... Yep. You should have two giant armies and then, yeah, so that they can do it. Unless they can like sleep over because it'll take so long to pack up after. Yeah. Okay. So step one, play skirmish games is the first step. And it's great, I think, because there's a lot of different skirmish games. Actually, medium-sized games are okay as well. Uh, They're going to be a little bit more difficult. But like a skirmish game is great because if you have like a bag that you go to work, I guess a lot of people don't have to go to work at anymore they work from home but Mm -hmm. if if you go into work and you play a skirmish game if you're if your box is only like 10 20 models you can also often fit that in your bag with your laptop and whatever you need for work right so that's great yeah there that's that is an option because a lot of people go to work and then go to the try and head right to the game store after because there's no time to go between multiple places Yep, because stores don't don't stay up too late anymore. 
Mm-hmm. I think that was one of the greatest things when when like game stores started like skewing to be third places so that they stayed up uh, later or they stayed open later, like uh, uh, more with with uh, like like uh, a restaurant or something like that. Yeah, rather than being like nine to five, like regular mm-hmm. office hours, they became like or nine, well, nine to nine. nine. Some of them were nine to seven, which is kind of weird. But like nine to nine, e- even there, which is like I guess you're in, or was it ten to nine is the usual uh, a store. Um, that's a bit of an issue when you want to be able to play games, right? Mm-hmm. because you have to factor in not just like when you're done you can walk out like a normal store right like you can go into a store at like 8 55 pick up your purchase and just leave right or even if but for games uh you have to pack up all your models right before you go which means you the cleanup itself is like 10 15 minutes after your game right and it gets longer if you're not playing skirmish games yeah if you care about your miniatures it's it take a while yeah, depending on how complicated your packing method is, so we can get we can yep. get complicated versus non-complicated packing methods. Yep, but ideally you should be able to play the game with ten to, I don't know, up to maximum twenty miniatures, I'd say, which makes sense. I would aim more for like 10, 15 kind of thing. If you have an under ten or or a twelve kind of uh, game, it or no, no, I guess twenty is probably decent, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I think before this, we were talking about how many guys we have for some of our factions and say uh-huh. Infinity or just playing Frostgrave and having those guys plus having like uh-huh. random monsters that show up. That sure, maybe maybe in the game you're playing, you only use 15, 20 models in the game. But if you don't want to pack specifically to go there that day, you might really want to be carrying around 50 guys. Like, seriously. If you want... like, So this is where we defer. So mm-hmm. to me... The ideal for is a skirmish game because you only have to pack 10 to 20 guys. So like if I want to pack light, then I can pack it away that the night before, then I bring my fro- frost grave, you know, my 10 man warband with, a, with like, I don't know, five monsters and a bunch of treasures. That's like under 20 models. Right. And so I can pack that away in a box uh, much more easily. Okay. So I'm of the mind that I don't even want to pack the day before. I just want to pick up the case meant for that game and just walk out and say i could even like write a list on the spot and the case will have those measures in it and that's the beauty of playing a skirmish game is that you can have that option yeah so even if you get up like if you want to go up to the option where you're bringing all of your models around for whatever reason which in my opinion is a bad move but okay you can do you Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) if you own the entire faction like an infinity sectorial uh, which is a small a, a smaller uh, piece, you can basically buy the 50 models and that's basically every single model that you would need to build any kind of army that you want because you're only ever putting on 15 or whatever, 15 to 20 models or 10 to 20 models uh, every game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if we think of Frothrave as well, with there's, there's a pretty large theory. You want to be ready for anything that shows up. You might be up to like, your warband plus a few extra guys in there and the whole monster lineup. You have the entire beast area that, oh, that's yeah. still less than 50 models, actually. Yeah, some of them can be sort of large. So they take up they take up a little more space than your standard human. Yep. But if you if you have like if you're going to the game store with a bunch of people, like you can 
the beast year doesn't always show up in Frostgrave, right? So you have your 10 guys, right? Maybe you have a couple of extra guys because, you know, they might become upgraded. And then you have, if everyone brings, like, fills that in with treasure and monsters, you have, what, five to 10 or five, five to eight uh, monsters per guy. And if you have two or three guys show up, you have a large array of monsters if they don't overlap, right? Yeah, you could I probably fill it. your beast here with five, four guys show up. Yeah, I see this usually just being one person is the the GM, the dungeon master. I, yeah, master. because you refuse to bring any monsters, not pulling your weight, just bring your wizard war band. Uh-huh. One day I'll just show up with all of them. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, in one giant case of 50. Yeah, so uh, that's that's the other thing is that you know you, there's different kind of things that you want to do in terms of packing away. Um so what do you use what's the size of bag you use to carry around or do you do you keep put it in a case that that goes into another bag so i prefer like hard cases around my guys mm-hmm. which i don't know we could have started at the typical solutions because the typical solution for that's like available commercially is those bags that are full of foam yep which neither of us have moved into but we do both use the foam because the foam is great yep well well we uh, I have for War Machine. I have a full what a battle foam, a battle foam bag or whatever army case bag, oh, which is bag. especially yeah. I do have one bag, right? Um, where it's a special bag that layers that has the layers of foam. So basically, if you look at battle foam and, and there's another one, yeah, there's like KR uh, cases. Yeah, yeah, that are um, basically they sell layers of foam. Uh, and pre-cut foam basically right so that allows you to slot in it just has a whole bunch of slots for miniatures then you lay them into like a, a fabric kind of case that is shaped in a way that you can fit as much foam as possible and so i was able to bring my whole uh war machine army with all of the options right would fit in this bag that's like about 10 by 16 by 6 or 10 by 16 by 8 or something like that yeah, it's a little 12, smaller than a carry. It's like the size of a knapsack, I'd say, like a big knapsack. Yes, yeah, but it's it's a weird shape because the foams that they have are like just weird shape. So it's like it's not. If you were to make it as big as possible, it would it would have the volume of a normal knapsack, but it's not shaped like a normal knapsack, right? Because the no. foam that they sell is like weird shape, like ten inches by sixteen inches or something like that. Yeah, because you wouldn't want thin like the, the shape of a knapsack, or if it was shaped like if you did orient it like a knapsack, the models would be not lying flat in the trade; they'd be on an angle, which yeah. I'm actually okay with because the case setup I use, I basically use one of those port parts organizer cases. It looks kind of like a briefcase shaped park parts organizer with the lid that flaps open for and put- uh, for hardware. Like hardware store parts. Yeah, you go to the hardware store and it's got little plastic bins in it. And I just took all the plastic bins in it and threw them in a closet somewhere and just kept one bin bin in it to put tokens in often because that's kind of nice to take out your tokens in there. But you can fit the foam in there pretty well. And I basically go with two layers inside one of those. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, that's that's good for transporting them. Yeah, so the hardware organizers are, are pretty good. I know that you started off with like, um what do you call them toolboxes so the problem was we were playing war machine and those parts organizers they're not very big and war machines a medium-sized game 
So you're basically forced up by playing those games. You're forced up in size for what you use. And I probably would have been better off. The toolbox is bigger. Yeah, the toolbox is bigger. So, but War Machine was so we use toolboxes. Well, well, we have toolboxes. I think you got me a toolbox, which is really awesome. Thank you for that, by the way, for my Eldar. And then you also had a toolbox for your Space Marines, right? So the toolbox I got you for the Eldar was more of a novelty one where the drawers all slide out, which I actually really still like the idea of because with the foam, uh-huh. to get any of the models out, you basically have to like pull all the trays out, stack them somewhere, yep. and yep. then get the guys out. Whereas if you can pull drawers out, which there are like smaller toolboxes you can do this with, you basically mm-hmm. pull the drawer out, get the guys out you want, put the drawer in, pull the drawer back out. So you don't have to sort mm-hmm. of pull all your foam trays out of the box to get your guys, which it's an interesting solution, but it's a little less space efficient because the drawers themselves take up room to have their sliding part. Yeah, the thing with the toolbox is that they're optimized for like to be able to, I guess, sort and control like tools and stuff like that. But for me, you know, miniatures are you know, tools. The problem with tools is like they're, de- they're they're not that delicate. They're somewhat delicate, but they also will destroy things around them. If your actual carrying case is not very strong, whereas for miniatures, the only thing you care about is the miniatures being delicate because they will not destroy things that they touch, right? No, they they get scratched by touching anything that's not soft or touching each other can destroy them. Yeah. Yeah, so I think the toolbox doesn't make as much sense, but the carrying cases that that you're talking about, especially the the, the they're they're more for like you know like uh, screws and things like that to sort them right mm-hmm. for for toolboxes that you're using or not toolboxes like they're it's like screw sorting case. What what's great about a lot of them when when you buy them is that they are often stackable, so they have like little hinges that allow you to stack two or three together. So if you have each, if each layer has like a certain amount of miniatures, right. And like you're saying, right. You can, you can have three that has your entire collection, but then sort them in a way that you have three different armies, right. Or three sets of army, three sets of groups so that you can, you can bring one if you need to. And then if you're saying, Oh, I want to bring all of them, then I bring all three or four. Yeah. The ones I have, the cases can snap together. So if some new player wanted to play, I can basically hold one hand up, but several yeah. cases snap together yeah. for the. Yeah, tour. you can find them at Home Depot. Mm-hmm. You'll you'll see what I'm talking about. They're they're like thin, so they're they're like what like two or three inches tall, and then like a box kind of thing. Yeah, with a clear case on top. Yeah, they have a clear lid. So obviously you don't. So storing my miniatures, all my armies don't actually stand those things. I basically mm-hmm. have cardboard boxes where the foam goes into afterwards. So depending on the army that's being played. Sometimes the foam. So, gets- so you still use foam though. So inside these boxes, you don't just throw all of your miniatures in. But I do throw all my miniatures in when I was playing X-wing because I don't really care about them getting scratched and they have like enamel paints and stuff like that. So I just throw them in the box. But for miniatures that you painstakingly painted yourself, you're not just going to throw them in. How do you keep them from getting damaged in these hard cases? Yeah. So we were talking about the foam before. So mm-hmm. oftentimes. You can get the pluck foam, or you can get ones with pre-cut. Yeah, I think these fo- this foam is basically like um, the f- the same kind of foam that you use for uh, what do you call it, like sound absorption and stuff. Maybe I think it's the same kind of, of foam. So it's just like generally a often just a black foam that that is 
I don't know, black spongy foam. Mm -hmm. I feel like memory foam would work too, but. Yeah, it probably would. It would just be harder to cut. Memory foam seems yeah. like it's hard to cut. So the thing with, you can get the ones with the pre-cut holes in them, but often yeah. if you've got like weird shaped guys, you won't be able, they'll have to either modify it by, which I do sometimes, you just rip the yeah. foam out in between yeah. the slots if the slots are too small. And then you just take some white glue and then glue it back together to redo it. Or so so this is one of those things. So I hated pluck foam and I actually ended up really liking the pre-cut squares because the pre-cut squares, you can often just shove foam inside to keep people in, keep people in, right? As long as they're big enough for the majority of your models. Yeah, so, so, and then if you have like a weapon sticking out, you can kind of cut a little nick or something like that in the pre-cut foam. And the other good thing about the pre-cut foam is that the, the gaps in between them, because they, they don't have to be plucked, they're a lot thinner. So generally yeah. you can fit a lot more into them. However, if you're crazy like you, you basically treat the pre-cut foam as a general shape. And then to give it more stability, you glue them all afterwards, right? So you cut your shapes and then you can even cut them extra thin and then glue them so that they don't rip apart, which is one of the biggest problems with, with the pluck foam is that the stuff you don't pluck, even though you can pluck them the right shape, it will often, if you don't do something to make it stop from coming apart, it will rip in carrying. So yeah, all, I have a whole bunch of pluck foam for my war machine that is just like, all ripped up and, and, and empty because you know they, they couldn't stay together because they're all like they're all basically like corrugated cut not corrugated cut what do you call them strip cut or something like that where, they, where they're attached by little tiny it's little pieces of, so that you can just rip them off it's kind of perforated like you think of perforated perforated paper. yeah it's like perforated foam though so yeah. going back like the pluck foam at first seems like a great idea because you can customize it to whatever shape your guys are uh -huh. But the downside, if you make an individual shape for every single guy, when you go to pack your army away, you're now like, oh my God, this guy has to go back in this one specific spot. So it becomes yeah. this really big like task to try and remember where everything goes and it takes your time. Yeah. So when I, in the cases, I try and have like a lot of standardized sizes and then for weird uh -huh. models, crazy sizes, just give them their own slot. But for the most part, just keep the slots all standardized. Yep. That's why the square ones, the, the pre-cut, I don't know. I, I've, I've kind of fallen in love with them. Yeah. Over totally. the, when, when I use those, I just use the pre-cut squares and then you can cut a giant up. You can, you know, you can still cut them, right? So you can use scissors. And if you need a larger hole than your pre-cut thing, you can just cut it. And then I have, I have some pre-cut foam, sorry, some pluck foam just remains from stuff I plucked out. And I use those to fill the gaps of the, squares if i have models that are too small for the little little hole that they're in yeah so if the game you're playing largely has like 25 to 32 millimeter base guys and doesn't go to like other base sizes having all the pre-cut sizes works extremely well but yep. with infinity you've got things like motorcycles you've got like the remotes and other things uh -huh. like that that go up to 40 millimeter bases yeah so yep. when you get involved in those it be i find the pluck foam is pretty good to sort of accommodate the weird shape things. But if you're playing like all standard human size things, it's not not really worth your time to pluck and the extra space it takes. Cause as Alan was saying before, the, the pluck foam, the squares that you have to pluck are much wider than the strips that are in between for the pre-cut squares. So you end up losing a whole lot of space, even though you figure yep. you're customizing it to your army and it should be really efficient. Just because the width of those squares is much larger than the foam strips. You often can't fit more in. You don't like you're better oftentimes if you have like a larger model just to take the pre-cut squares and just cut a spot 
like combine a couple of those pre-cut squares to make it large enough that you can fit your larger model in and you will often save more room, right? And there's other, there's other shapes if you buy them from, from the store uh, where that's not all the same, it's not all standardized, you know, your 28 millimeter, it's not all standardized just for 28 millimeter. There's often like different sizes and stuff like that combined. So that, cause you know, there's lots of different games with different size troops, right? Yeah, because like the only issue I find is like, yeah, like War Machine or 40K or stuff like that. The, the other issue that I find though is like, it's often just hard to, to buy unless you buy it online. So we have like a relatively large uh, store uh, in downtown in, in where we live uh, called Meeple Mart. Um, and they often have a lot of foam, but they often, st- the, the problem with them is they literally just sell out a lot. So, and then they have what's left over is just like the pre-cut ones for specific armies, which I, I don't want, right? But just the standard shaped ones, they're, they're they like immediately sell out at, over like a couple of weeks or something like that. There's people like me that hoard them as soon as they come out. <laughs> I just buy them all. <laughs> yeah. And they're the other issue with these, these so. foam, this, this stuff is that they're kind of expensive. So yes. these things are not cheap. It's like 15 bucks for even a small tray or 20 bucks for a bigger tray. Yep. So, so this is fine, you know, if you want to do the upscale kind of, kind of thing, especially if you're doing a skirmish, skirmish game, it's not that expensive to buy one or two pieces of uh, foam. Yeah. Um, you don't need to buy the carrying cases, in my opinion, that they often come with. That's just extra expense. You well, can literally, what I, what I found the best is that, so, so we play a lot of Infinity and they come, and if you buy a lot of the bigger boxes, they come in like, um, a great size container that fits a pluck foam box, right? Mm-hmm. A pluck, a one pluck foam tray. So if you buy the larger infinity boxes, although they're, I think they're smaller now, so they might not fit, but it's like you, Operation you Ice Storm player. and stuff like that. You buy yeah, two the two player box. boxes or the one like 10 man armies, the old ones. I think the new ones are too small, but the old ones were, were, were a good size to fit one tray in. So I basically reuse those. And then put in the pluck the the tray inside, and then I can fill them with min, with miniatures. Or you could even buy some mythic terrain because it comes in the same sort of cardboard boxes that are pretty yep. big. Honestly, just find a cardboard box that fits that that size. And if you've ever done uh, warehousing before, if you ever worked at a warehouse, you know how to cut a box into shape. Just cut a box into shape, a cardboard box into shape. And then use that. So you just make sure it has the right size for the base, and then just cut it down. And then you can use that. Well, and then, battle foam. Battle foam sells cheaper cardboard box versions too. Which cardboard box is not yeah, that expensive. I know. If you know how to cut a cardboard box into shape, uh, you can buy like just a normal cardboard box for like four bucks or something like that. Yes, or you can buy pre-painted okay. cardboard boxes because those exist too. You're not. It's not ghetto. Ooh. Product. Yeah, have logos on them. Yeah, so just buy the tray, cut a cardboard box into shape, and then uh, put it into a carrying, like something that you can carry around. So if you're playing a skirmish game, you really just need one box, one tray. Maybe you need two trays, but like one tray, fit it into your, like one tray can easily fit into your, a backpack, which I'll often do, especially if I'm carrying other stuff, or my preferred way is uh, a satchel, so the, the messenger bags. Yeah, so if you're doing the cardboard option, or even if you're doing any foam option, you actually need to buy like a top piece of foam to go on the very top layer so that the models on the top don't rub against whatever the top surface is. Itself, just like toppers for the foam as well. 
to yeah, get extra really to transform, in my opinion. So this is this is no, like my second thing. This like my second thing. You can um, buy the topper, but you don't need a foam topper. No, or even like blisters for Infinity or some other games, compact with foam, or you just have foam yep. from somewhere else. And you that's can true. Just... One of the great things is is blisters from uh not well for, or boxes from Infinity. That's another thing I wanted to say is using the boxes for Infinity. They have like a a great cardboard box and they have one layer of foam, mm-hmm. right? And then you can literally use that foam and, and put guys, right? You, you put their base in between the cardboard and the foam. So they kind of lay there. And then you can, then you can literally reuse the box, put all your minis inside them. Yeah, you can just cut it apart and use white glue and turn it into a case. Like it's... Yeah, exactly. You can literally turn it. And then you have like little mini cases that are like four by six right and each four by six one has like i don't know 10 minis in it and those are super easy to carry around especially if you put into a, a like a messenger bag or something like that it, it sounds crazy to cut up that foam but honestly with what i do with the pluck foam i rip all the pluck foam out at once then i start shaving it and cutting it into pieces so it's yeah. already both the same and you thing say use white use white glue to to put them together right yeah because it's fairly soft and it turns clear yeah. afterwards and if you try and use super glue on it it actually reacts with it and turns green and smelly and melts it. So you don't want to use super glue on foam on your, yeah. on the sort of. Also it hardens a lot more, whereas the white glue stays a little bit. Softer. It's flexible. So, so it won't tear apart as easily. Yep. Yep. And so, yeah, so you can use those, those things like this is unfortunately for specific for a specific game, right? If you buy Infinity, you can use those boxes to carry your minis. They give you foam. Other games usually don't. Yeah, so then you're you're more SOL, especially like if they come in a sprue. Mm-hmm. Which that that's why you have to go ahead and buy your your fifteen dollar foams instead. Well, well um, if you go to the hardware stores, they'll often sell like foam storage trays as well. So it's usually for like fishing uh-huh. supplies or like guns with they foam sell. inside. Oh yeah, for guns. Yeah, I hear a lot of people use gun carrying cases. Mm-hmm. The only issue with gun carrying cases uh, is <laughs> if you leave them in your car or something, you're much more likely to have someone break into your car to try and steal your case. Uh-huh. Or if they break into your car, they just take it. See what's see what's more valuable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, this looks like a gun. I'm definitely gonna like you're 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 targeting yourself to get your car broken into. But mm-hmm. that's why you also maybe use a subway and you, you carry it around. If you're carrying your gun case, maybe people will be less likely to steal it, try to steal it from you. Uh-huh. I'm sure that I'm sure that'll look totally inconspicuous. Yeah. Anyhow. Well, I'm just saying, like if you're carrying around it what they think is a gun, they'll be less likely to try and steal uh-huh. it off you. Um so the other thing is so so uh another thing that I found is useful especially if you are playing let's say uh a bunch of the plastic games right that the, unlike corpus belly who comes with that that special foam uh is you can use uh shoe boxes so the plastic shoe boxes that you get from uh the your dollar store like we have dollarama right oh just plastic and you have box. those yeah those plastic storage boxes that are pretty cheap and then what you do is you buy foam core which is the foam with the paper on the uh on the outside right so it's paper and foam Mm -hmm. and and it's kind of stiff and rigid and you can basically easily cut those into shapes to become their own drawers so this is obviously 
a lot more work, but mm. but you it's a lot you know you can cut them into any kind of shape that you need, right? And the thing is, with the paper and the the foam behind it, your miniatures are much less likely to chip and paint, especially if they're plastic miniatures. In those, if, if you cut your little shapes with them, right? Yep. So this is another easy, cheap, very cheap way, right? Like one or two pieces of foam core, which is what, like dollar, two dollars, and then your box. Each box is like, I don't know, another dollar, two dollars, and then you can, you know, stack them and cut any kind of shape, shape, uh, 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 things, right? You you make them like, I don't like you, you cut holes basically. So, so you, you turn them into a grid, right? So that you can you can put your miniatures in between them. And this is a super cheap, super easy way to carry your stuff around. It's just more work, but it's mm -hmm. like, it's, you know, like this is a budget kind of thing. If you don't want to spend all that money, if, you, if it feels bad to spend money on, on foam uh, instead of miniatures, you can just buy the dollar store stuff and stack a lot more miniatures in there. If, if you're just using plastic miniatures, yeah. I found yeah, metal miniatures. Yeah, okay. Seems dangerous. But so I guess no. the one more esoteric. So you can cut them to the whatever shape. Remember that they do have foam underneath, right? If you paper is not going like if you think paper will rub off, you can literally strip the paper mm -hmm. off of one side if you want to. Interesting. I didn't consider that. That's as a thing. It is foam. Mm -hmm. I've never, I've never had to. Like paper is pretty soft. The other thing you can do if, is if you're worrying about rubbing off, which uh, I've, I've seen other people do, um, is use, so you, you know, you'll have your holes for your, your, your miniatures, right? And oftentimes even like foam kind of rubs off your paint job, right? So what you can do to make it much less likely for things to rub off is to put wax paper around the, th the, the foam. Mm -hmm. Yes, what I found helps with foam for not having the guys move around too much and not scratching is where their bases are. Just make sure the foam is at their base. It doesn't need to be tied around the rest of the miniature, but if you design the foam such that their base is pinched, they don't usually like flop around as much and start rubbing. Yeah. So that's that's one of the main keys I find yeah. with miniatures and foam to keep them from scratching off. Yeah, that, that's what I, that's why you can often have like you know your your foam to like put them into place, like little locking mechanisms, you know, or just basically stuff the area, right? It's just like packing peanuts. It's, it's the same kind of idea as packing peanuts, mm -hmm. right? So just shove, shoving foam in there, but- Oh, you're talking about putting foam on top of the guy afterwards, like having a little block to put on them. Yeah, yeah, so they don't rub around. Yep. Um, you can use even use packing peanuts actually, because they're, yep. they're pretty slippery. Uh, and like I said, though, if you coat everything in wax paper, you don't coat, but you, you, you line it with wax paper, the wax will like make it slip as opposed to cut. And so again, that's another way that it'll be less likely to rub off. Mm -hmm. You still impressive. want the foam on the other side because, right? Because you want it to, to give as opposed to, to actually, you know, scrape off. But yeah. Yeah. I heard that works really, really well. Mm -hmm. So going down another road. Paper towel, paper towel and wax paper. I think that was, that's what Spud used. Okay. Yeah, it worked. He said it, it, it worked. He said it worked. Yeah. If you don't care what it looks like, it works. <laughs> hey man if it works better that well the, the biggest thing is that if, if you do that it might be harder to take out your models right so the yeah. great thing about the pre-cut things is, is the exact same thing like you're talking about with if you if you cut everything to you know if you don't have a pre-cut then it's super hard to place back 
you know, if as long as it's easy to, to, to take in and out, like that to me is, is that makes it better. Yeah. So I guess changing directions away from the foam, I haven't done this yet, but you've created these sort of options for using magnets uh-huh. to hold the guys in place and to actually carry the guys around like that. Yep. So I do have also for infinity, a magnet tray. So mm-hmm. I looked around, but I hated the ones that people created um, for a number of reasons. Um, they weren't the right size and often the magnet trays were giant, which I hated. Mm-hmm. Um, so what for my, what I wanted to do was basically be able to use a laptop bag to carry around my miniatures, which meant the magnets had to, which there's not really a, a laptop sized magnet tray. So mm-hmm. I had to build it myself, right? All of the magnet trays that you get are basically like a metal sheet. And then they tell you to put magnets underneath your, your miniatures, which I think is stupid as well. Well, so what bases, I did instead- Some bases come with nice spots to put magnets in. But the bases yep. don't come with those Infinity sort of nice spots. has, every Infinity miniature has like, you know, a hole mm-hmm. specifically to put a magnet uh, and also from LFO. Um, in my opinion, I hate those. I wish that they didn't have those at all underneath because I have a better solution in my opinion. Um, instead of put a, mag- a magnet underneath my miniature, uh, I have the metal sheet, right? And then I have, I put a washer, right? Underneath each of my miniature's base. Just got and, a steel washer from the hardware store and just glue so it. So yeah, in. so a metal, yeah, exactly. It's just a steel washer. It's like it's like the super small ones that you can get uh, from uh, from again Home Depot. So I have a washer underneath my base, and I have a metal sheet, and then all you need to do is put a magnet on the tray. Mm-hmm. So that way, you know, instead of having the magnet on your your model, you just have your metal washer underneath the model, which is much lighter, right? And then you also don't need as many magnets because you only need as many magnets that as you need in the tray, as opposed to every mm-hmm. magnet on your models, right? It also makes it weird when your models have a magnet underneath, like if there's any metal or stuff like that. Having of, things they're metal, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so if you just have the washer though, you know, that's a lot easier, right? So then I basically doing that uh, allows me to, you know, only have the magnets on my tray. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it works just exactly the same. So yeah. the other thing is that basically for me, the metal tray was not actually a metal tray. Again, what I did was just bought super big washers. So you can buy like uh, three inch washers. And then I glued the three inch washers to a uh, hardboard using like super glue and some other kind of whatever glues just to uh, a piece of hardboard. And then I create created a tray that allowed me to slot in my little hardboard uh, trays with washers on them. And that was basically it. What turns those washers magnetic then? Washers are all magnetic. They're all steel. No, no, but so you have to make some sort of conductivity between all the washers? Are you saying, washers. I already told you, put magnets in between. Oh, in between the washers. Yeah, so you have washer... So, okay, so you have your, your hardboard. Hardboard mm-hmm. is just like pulped paper, right? Right, like super tightly pulped paper, right? And mm-hmm. then you glue that, a, a giant washer on, on top, which is like a steel washer. Then you put your magnet on top of that. Then you have your small washer on your miniature. 
and that goes on top that is magnetized to that attaches to the magnet that is attached to the washer that is glued to the hardboard section mm-hmm. and so i have hardboard sections that are like strips that are like what 14 by three inches uh-huh. and then i can slot them in and i created a, a frame that i could slot in these things uh so that i could layer my uh my uh miniatures basically in them and then I also i could just take up the entire frame and put them on the table and then take them off easily if i wanted yeah to. So basically having removable frames is a key yep. thing for the case because if you don't you've got to sort of try and pull all the miniatures out one by one yeah so pulling off miniatures from magnets is is it's just knowing how strong the magnet you need is mm-hmm. so that it doesn't move around right so the heavier the model is the more you need magnets but then you just have to be able to pull when you pull it off you can't if there's too many magnets because the model is too heavy you shouldn't pull it off from the model you need to pull it off from the base That's yeah that seems annoying at that point so you probably want to get the number of magnets right yeah so the thing that makes it different for me um a lot of people will use just a, a cookie tin right which is also magnetic which is mm-hmm. which you can definitely use right yep. um mine was just that i can slot them in and slot them out right a lot of people use the cookie tin the issue with the cookie tin is exactly what you're saying if you need a lot of magnets and you sit the miniatures up like on the bottom of the cookie tin you're gonna have a hell of a time trying to like pull Pull them them off off. right yeah yeah especially you know you might grab the miniature but then you might end up ripping your miniature off your base if the magnet is too strong Hmm. so so the other thing you can do you should do is actually magnetize them and then lay them you probably want a thin cookie tray and then lend lend the lay the like magnetize the the miniature to the side as opposed to the bottom so mm. instead of making them like right side up you you lay them to the side right, right. Seems so hard. the magnet keeps them from like sorry seems hard to put them in that way but no they're magnets you just mm. sit do that and then they 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 magnetize and click to the side mm-hmm. you just have to have enough room and then if and, and you will also have some sort of gap probably in the middle because your cookie tri- tins generally are, are pretty large. Yeah, you know, tokens, whatever. Yeah, so I actually used foam core, right? So yeah, exactly. I used a foam core for a section in the middle mm-hmm. and then I put all the, the tokens and stuff there. And then I had my miniatures on the outer ring. Interesting. So I got a bigger cookie tray and then like put foam on the inside. So use both mats. Mm-hmm. Yep. So those are the different ways that I, I basically did that. I will. I did want to talk more, somewhat about um, home storage, but I think that I'll have to wait for another another podcast because we're we're coming in on forty minutes. So are yeah. there any other ways to to that you carry stuff around? Oh, there's there's the garbage way, which I find with plastic miniatures you don't care about as much. Not like resin, uh-huh. but like real plastic. If you spray them with primer that's meant for plastic, like the Rust-Oleum camouflage, uh-huh. and then you don't need, you can kind of abuse them and just throw them together. If you don't oh care. Oh my God, I'm so abusive to my plastic miniatures for 40K. I yeah, often you, just throw them into a box. I know, yeah, you, box. you've used like basic primers. If you go up to like the primer, the primers that are meant for plastic, which have crazy uh-huh. adhesion, and like you can scrape them with your fingernails. You can kind of just like pile a bunch of miniatures together if they're not like really well painted and you don't care that much. You're just like into the bin. I, I just the same thing. I just throw them in. I know. I, I use the even... Rustolium paint paint primer white, 
Yeah. Or if, if, if you use the even tougher primer and then maybe you give them like a matte varnish after, which I know I don't do that. You can basically yeah, just, acid varnish just throw them in a pile <laughs> if you don't care. Yeah. It's not that I bad. Do. That's definitely Honestly, what I do. Not that bad. I have a whole bunch of like Warhammer 40K, like not 40K. Oh no, 40K and fantasy miniatures. Mm-hmm. You just throw them into a box and then pick them out. They're generally fine. Yep. Sometimes they actually what's more more what, what's more of the problem is the especially in, with the modern 40k models mm-hmm. oh, sorry games workshop models often the times they're very very thin so instead of the paint peeling off you're more likely to just have an entire piece break off you'll, if you throw them into a box you'll bend something and break, damage it yeah yeah that's more likely to happen so uh, I still think you should probably take care of your miniatures better because. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a big pain in the ass to glue, especially if a sword breaks off because the the joint is so thin, it's so annoying. So I wouldn't recommend it, but I'm I was too lazy, and and just the novelty of not giving shit <laughs> was enough. Mm-hmm. I have all my Lord of the Rings. I love my Lord of the Rings models, but my Easterlings, but I still just throw them into the box. Now, with some of my terrain, that's mantic stuff, which I'm sure can scratch because it's just on like soft plastic. It's like, well, all the scatter trains just thrown into a pile because I don't want to spend the time to pack them into individual slots. So that's the price oh you pay God. for just... Yeah, that, that's one of the issues with Infinity, in my opinion, is that although you have very few miniatures, it and even Frostgrave as well, um, is both those games require a lot of terrain. So we go to play at a game store, so we're generally fine because they have terrain or we have left terrain there in their game space to be able to use to play. But if you're bringing that around, unfortunately, that means that you need another box to carry them. Just the terrain. And use this not separated by foam. It's basically on stacked on top of each other. So. One of the good things that I found for Infinity Pack and Terrain is, again choosing the right terrain so for infinity that's supposed to be a lot of buildings uh i love the standardized building sizes because they often will stack inside of each other yeah. and then they can they can pack away much more easily than these weird yeah, shaped and, buildings and any train this is much more pretty and much more realistic yeah any train we've had with gribbly bits the gribbly bits are dead within two months it's unfortunate but that's the reality of like hard used terrain yeah Yep. So yeah, uh, and the carrying case in general we we use for uh, terrain are basically the plastic uh, letter size uh, file. What do you call them? Just basically totes. carrying boxes for for legal whatever letters and stuff like that, but they're plastic as opposed to paper. Yeah, I don't know how many gallons there are. They are. I forget the number. Yeah. Yep. So that's uh, basically it. Uh, hopefully that that's basically how we carry our miniatures, all the different kinds of ways that you can carry your miniatures. The other way is, I guess, carrying them in your hand, but that'll, that's kind of tiring. So, and I always drop them. I always drop miniatures if I just carry them in my hand. So I wouldn't recommend that. It's better if you just threw them in a shoebox. Mm-hmm. That's what miniatures yeah. are for. Just, just yeah, accumulate. and if they get ruined, yeah, if they get ruined, that's just an excuse to buy more miniatures. So you know, you don't have to feel too bad. Of course. All right. Do we have any other different ways, or do we want to just run through all the different ways and then call it a call it good? Oh, I feel like there's more out there. But they suck. 
So don't even do those. But these are ours. There are many different ways to carry them. So we we said you can do the magnetized thing, right? You can uh, carry them in a hardware box, right, with foam. You can use uh, foam in a uh, cardboard box that you can put into a messenger bag or a laptop bag. Laptop bags actually are my favorite. Um, I actually bought a laptop bag, an extra laptop bag specifically to carry miniatures. I, I like, I'm now collecting laptop bags for different uh, skirmish games. Uh, you can do, uh, instead of foam, use uh, foam core and 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 just basically cut little slots, which is a, a budget way to to uh, do it. And you can use plastic. wax paper to carry them around. Yeah, with with extra foam just to, to make sure they don't move around uh, to allow you to do to even more budget carry stuff around. Um, yeah, and that is everything we talked about. I think. Yep. Yeah, you don't have to get the the foam carrying cases. I mean, those yeah, I want for to all say, different types of budgets. Those I want to say are good for when you're up to like fifty plus guys to have those really mm-hmm. efficient bags with a shoulder strap, like the battle foam. Oh, ones. I think those are terrible, honestly. But I would never buy those. Like yeah. it's it's fine to carry from your car, but they're they're totally not ergonomic. If you're carrying them on on the subway, they're terrible. I'd rather have a backpack with a bunch of miniatures and then two uh messenger bags like one on my left shoulder one on my right shoulder crossing and you can carry that a a full thing rather than one giant case Mm -hmm. that is unwieldy and like bumps against you when you're walking down the street or something like that it's just so annoying i'm sure battle of home sells backpack versions yeah yeah i think here on multi case you know they they sell the cardboard outers that you can put into a backpack right Mm-hmm. So that to me is the preferred way to do it rather than getting one giant thing. Yeah. Um, but they are useful, especially if you just want to throw money at, at it, right? Because it comes with, with, you know, the right size to put in a lot of foam and all that kind of stuff, right? If mm-hmm. you just want to get over it, like just all these other kind of things that we done. talked about, you need, need a lot more DIY. So, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, so those are the ways we carry around our tons of models for all our different things. Oh, the last one I forgot is the very first thing we said is just play skirmish games. So you don't have to carry as much miniatures. Uh, yeah, so those are all the ways that uh, we manage to carry our miniatures uh, and pack them so that we can bring them to the game store. Uh, if you have any uh, ideas about carrying or, or things that we haven't talked about or new new thoughts, maybe we've sparked some creativity. Or if you want to show us your cool DIY carrying case, uh, you can email us at uh, contact at diceovereverything.com. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, or show us what you're up to and join us at Dice Over Everything and show us what you're putting together at Dice Over Everything group. On Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah, so that has been this uh, podcast. This has been Alan. Yes, yeah, it's been Brandon. Bye.